0: Welcome to Point Your Toes, the adventures of the NYC dance teacher.
1: I'm your co-host, Danielle Clangelo.
0: And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in
2: New York York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all their ridiculous and hilarious
1: truths. That being said, let's get into today's topic
0: our topic is the one that has taken over the entire world, COVID-19.
1: Yeah, so most of you will probably notice that it's been um, about probably, yeah, a month and change, a month and a little bit since we posted an episode. And honestly, that's because um, as we were getting ready to record some new episodes for March, all of this um, started happening. And as our listeners know, Tony and I both teach um, in the school sector. So there's a lot of misinformation and confusion and wondering some questions about what was happening. Um, And so once that that all kind of started and got the ball rolling, you know, everyone was in a new experience and a different and sometimes uncomfortable place. So we really decided to focus on what was going on for us in our, our personal lives, you know, our health, our families, work, making sure that everything was set up as we, as we are sure that you guys were as well. And we also think that it wouldn't, you know, it, it wouldn't be appropriate for us to just continue on with episodes as if nothing were to happen. So we just wanted to not only give us a break, but give everyone a break. And we hope that, um, in these upcoming lessons, they'll bring you some joy and happiness and be something else that to add on to your day. Yeah.
0: So yeah, this episode is really just kind of like catching you guys on what it's like, again, being teachers and choreographers in the city during this time. Um, So as far as teaching goes, we were, I don't know who that was. There was a beep. (laughs) Um, uh, We were not, NYC schools were scheduled to be open up until the Sunday before they weren't. Mm-hmm. So the call for schools to be closed came very, very last minute. Um, and whether you, however you feel about coma's decision to do so, I one of the things that, and I can agree with him because I do work in a school where this has been a complication, is that the concern is that children. You know, need schools for you know safe havens, meals, you know, the shelter. You name it. So I do work at a high school where we do have those complications where you know people aren't eating if they're not at schools, or you know, certain precautions or you know circumstances have to be taken care of. So it was a very, like I said, it's why we didn't have a lot of you know episodes is because like as far New York was not prepared in any way, shape, or form. Mm-mm. The reason why, I'm, and granted, no other school system was prepared, but uh, in New York specifically, not every school has laptops and tablets for students. Not every school has, you know, not every, uh, internet capabilities or, like, certain teachers are had to learn how to use Google Classrooms and other things like that. So, like... A lot of teachers went into training the first week that schools were closed.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's exactly what we did. We had um, a couple days off where, like, our leader teams were in trainings. And then toward that end yep. of the week, we had trainings. Um, because it's true. I mean, I'm sure every single state and school system has their own stories to tell. I think that um, I understand why the call was made so late. I think that it was made too late, to be honest. Um, I think that it's a little... Um, unfortunate that they seem to kind of know that this could be something that could be coming in, a, in like the two or three weeks prior to schools deciding to close and they didn't really plan for it and I understand part of that is like because specifically New York City public schools um, a lot of them are more than just a school for families and kids and there was a lot of things to take into account and with that also came the unveiling of a lot of other just socioeconomic Problems, you know that that are that are here in our system, specifically being in New York City. And, and, uh, and it's something how something, something I should in. mention
2: that like I was speaking with my sister, who's also a teacher down in Georgia. When people and this is done all the time, and people don't ever realize it unless you live in New York. When people say New York City, they actually mean five boroughs, and five right. boroughs doesn't mean anything to a lot of people, but. If I say five counties, that makes more sense to you. New York City is made up of five counties, and they all move collectively. So yeah. we are the largest school system in the country because we are five counties moving as one. So what if if it happens in Manhattan, it happens in Staten Island, Bronx, and Bro- and Brooklyn as well. You know, in Queens, yeah, and in Queens as well. So like it, so that's that's why it's just not a simple decision. And again, I can definitely agree. It was. We should not be finding out Sunday night at, like, 7 p.m., but no. it's definitely a lot of other things were triggered because of that, you know, a lot of trainings and things like that. Um, I will say, as far as how it's been handled, it's been kind of touch-and-go, it's kind of all over the place. Some parts have been handled well, as far as teaching goes, other parts have not been handled well at all.
1: Yeah, I agree. I uh, I absolutely agree. I just think that, like, yeah, that like there, yeah, certain things have worked out well and were handled well, and certain things like don't make any sense. But it's fine. But we're moving and we're grooving. We um, are. So and okay. we are waiting to see. I mean, right? You know. They have, st- there was an announcement made made that New York City schools will stay closed until the end of the year. However, now we're being told that that's not, that announcement was made prematurely. So we are technically still waiting to see yes. what happens.
0: So some something unlike a lot of the rest of the country, too, for some reason, New York does not get out of school until June. Public system is June 23rd is the last day of school. Some of the Yeah, most-
1: it's very late.
0: Yeah, so some of the most optimistic and hope, we're hoping and praying best predictions is that we will be on the climb and slowly starting to be able to have larger groups again by end of May, mid-June, you know, so a lot of students in particular, I know I teach a class of high school seniors, they want to walk, you know, they want to graduate, or even if they're not necessarily back for normal classes, they want to be back for graduation, and so that kind I know. of... Yeah, it's, it's I just say we've, you know, we don't. Know. I think
1: like that. I think like things like that are, are part of the reason why they are waiting to kind of make a decision because, like you said, like New New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, though yep. the tri-state area, start school after Labor Day and end school at the end of June. So the, the question is, do they let students go back June 1st until the end of the year, end of June or not? Now, we're not really going to just like sit here and rag on it, but we just wanted to kind of be like, that's that's the an update. And especially from two people who work in education, um, that is what we know.
0: And I think that is what we should mention is that like, as far as, granted, I, because again, we both have family outside of New York i'm sure it sounds a lot scarier to you guys
1: than it Mm -hmm. does
0: to us new yorkers because a lot you know only within the last week and a half maybe two weeks the rest of the country has kind of started locking down too we in new york this we're in the middle of week well we're beginning we're well yeah
1: well yeah well yeah no well technically our our shelter at home started the 20th i think so we're almost Oh. We're almost at a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, all, it feels then we're almost at
0: week four, then.
1: Okay. Yeah, are But I think like a lot of people started doing it kind of like
0: a yeah, couple was days before, before. And,
1: you know, the weekend before. Yeah. Um, I also, yeah, I think that that's a good point you bring up before we kind of jump into more dance related things in you know in the world of Corona. Um, I I think that. Yeah. From people who are outside of New York, I think it's a lot scarier for them to think about New York than it is for New Yorkers. Now, I'm not saying it's not scary. We absolutely are, you know, in an epicenter and it's absolutely a problem. But my whole thing is, like, you have to remember that New York City has 8 million, Mm -hmm. 8 million or billion? Million.
0: If you said billion, I would still believe you just because there's a lot of us here.
1: Eight, um, I think it's eight million people just within New York City alone, and that's not that's not counting like Westchester and Long Island and Rockland and places like that where some or Jer- people or even like, like Jersey or Jersey, right? Like where people, you know, assume that like when you say the city, you're talking those areas too. And we're small; we're very condensed, so it it makes sense that it's affecting people more. So the way that it's affecting people because we are so close together. And, it's, and it's, because there are things like, people still have to go to the laundromat to do laundry. Yes. And people have to go to the grocery store, which everyone has to do, right? But like, there are still things that are happening. And I think that... It's um, just how the city's built, you know? Right. And as a New Yorker, like, I will say that, like, I think that people are doing a good job. Now, I know that there are, like, pictures that circulate about like subways and stuff. But again, I'm pretty positive that those people who are taking subways are essential workers who don't have cars and that's how they're getting to work. So I think like in terms of, I think I agree with you. I think the outside view of New York is like, like very apocalyptic right now. And it's, it's definitely like scary and people want to go back to normal, but there's a lot of love in New York right now. And I know that like, there's a lot of people a lot of government officials trying to work on things to help the people that like can't afford to pay their rent and like you know I like, think people are trying and that I think like right now the hope in New York is that like you know knock on wood and cross your fingers we've had a couple of days of decreases in numbers and that's a really good sign and the hope is that it continues to just decrease so um, yeah so they, it's, you know, it's one of
2: those things that I would say that like if you're outside of New York, you know, like, yes, we are definitely taking it seriously. Yes, it is still- Oh, absolutely. Certainly scary. But it's one of those things of like, I knew that in a situation with something that spreads from, you know, person-to-person contact, it's gonna hit New York hard simply because like I said, I'm one of those people, I do not have laundry in my apartment. So I have to go to the laundromat if I need to get laundry done. Or, you know, I originally am from the South, where we always had a deep freezer, you know, a freezer out in the garage, you know, so we could store weeks and weeks and weeks and months worth of food. New Yorkers don't have that, you know? New Yorkers right. don't have a whole extra refrigerator where they just store meat and vegetables and stuff for, you know, winter when they don't feel like going out. That's not really a thing, you know? Um, so there there are, you know, extra precautions and it's, it's kind of, you know, that part can be hard at times, but also... I will say this as someone, I have not been here for other major New York events, but like we're the city that survived 9-11, you know, a terrorist attack every other week, you know, (laughs) bombing like that. There is a resiliency that New York City has that I, it will be difficult, it will be trying times, but I just, I I don't feel as concerned as I would on the out, if I was on the outside looking in. From the inside, It's rough, but I I see it in insight.
1: I think it's just as, I think it's just how everywhere else is. Like we're just, everyone's doing doing what they can. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. I think New York like has a lot of resilience and, and we'll we'll sit there and we'll say like, I think even Cuomo said it where he was like, when I put the shelter in, in place, I wasn't sure how New Yorkers were going to react. And he's like, New Yorkers are reacting super well. Like they're taking it seriously. And if you are seeing, photos of people on subways and stuff like you have to remember also the again the amount of people that live here so the amount of essential employees that still are going to work every day people are not just out and about on the subway i promise you yeah
0: no it is it is essential workers yeah so something we should talk about um because it's going to lead us into our you know let's discuss the dance more but we have to discuss it uh oddly enough I was at a callback for a show that I was choreographing, and it is currently now in hold, like everything else. But at a, at um, I don't have the, ex- I don't remember the exact date, but it was a Thursday. The Broadway League was called in by Como and his other representatives, and they said that the order is going down that Broadway is closing, and that they were pulled into a meeting. I want to say at. At 11 o'clock they were told they were going to a meeting. At 2 o'clock they had the meeting. Broadway was closed at 5 p.m. that afternoon. Mm-hmm. The Broadway League, which is the uh, combination of the Nederlander organization, the Schubert organization, and there's another big one that I can't remember. There yeah, is, I know. Um, but basically all the, the three major organizations that own all Broadway houses are the Broadway League, as well as a few are um, off-Broadway theaters that are relatively big here in the city as well. Uh, like, one of my... Um, I work for New York City Center. Yeah, we're a Broadway amazing. house. Like, we're not on Broadway, but we are a Broadway-sized house, and we do Broadway-caliber shows, and we're literally two blocks over. Um, yeah. And same thing with Carnegie Hall. They're not a Broadway yeah. house, but they fall under that, too. So the Broadway League was told that Broadway was closing at 5 p.m. Um, and then... After that, that's when the order became, you know, no large groups, people under a certain number, this, that, and the third. So what that meant is that gigs of all kinds were canceled essentially overnight. Yeah. Um, And uh, we artists are interesting birds because it hit the artist community quite hard. And it still is because, you know, a lot of us make our money from entertainment. And so it was... I know, like, for me, it was also very disheartening to be in a callback the day that Broadway closed, because I was seeing actors and dancers as they were reacting to it on the spot, which mm-hmm. I I was very happy to be in a room full of artists, so that they all understood when I'm like, this gig is getting canceled, you know, like, our poor MD, he was losing jobs, and just about every time someone would walk out of the room and we'd wait for the next person to come in, he would lose another job, or he'd get another email about it being canceled or postponed, and things like that, and um, that was the case for a lot of artists, you know, across the world, honestly, as this Mm -hmm. happened, you know, with the shelter in place, you're not singing, you're not performing, or you weren't at first. I will say it took about a week for everyone to kind of get over the shock of what was happening, and then bit by bit, you start to see online dance classes, Mm -hmm. concerts, online script readings i know a theater company that i worked for here in the city they still have like their new lab participants like they they streamed it all
1: yeah so, I, like, there's I mean, also certain like there's also certain like gigs that like if you you know go on backstage and stuff like there are certain companies that are trying to do like voiceover gigs where they're literally like record from your phone and then we'll like edit it and we'll you know for like wait like yeah it's
0: I've happening done, i've done one of those actually I had to. Yeah. Re- I, re- I did a um, at home dance video for a company.
1: Um, uh, at and I dance think, dance. I think that that again speaks to just like the resiliency. I mean, I know like across now across the country and the world, these are happening, but I do have to think that that just like speaks to the resiliency of New York and how people were quickly like, especially really big, big big name, oh, yeah. uh, Broadway performers were like, you know, okay, so like we can't do this, then like what can we do
0: um and one something that I've, I've really enjoyed across the board is several it is several big broadway stars is that they are or even dancers like i know there's one yeah dances with city ballet i want to say they're doing private lessons you know because everyone's stuck at home but they're doing private lessons for free and they're simply asking for donations but a lot of mm-hmm. them are not asking for the donations for themselves they're asking for the donations to donate to organizations, you know, that are helping out other people, you know? Um, The
1: Actors
0: in New York, um, Broadway Cares, they're doing Yeah,
1: We actually, um, Broadway Youth Center, who I choreographed for, we are also still continuing. You know, yes, it took about two weeks to kind of figure out, okay, like, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? But we're still having, you know, our Zoom virtual rehearsals and the kids are loving it. And we actually decided to do something on a smaller scale where we're having, um, a cabaret every Sunday where if you're a member, you can invite anyone, give them the zoom information and we're doing donations and we're actually having those donation proceeds go to, um, the studio three, five, three studios, um, in midtown, um, that I want to shout out to help them out because it's a smaller studio space. It's a lovely space. It's run by, to, you know, an older woman and gentleman who've just been amazing and, like, they're suffering right now. Like, they don't have anyone renting their space, obviously, and they have to still pay rent on it. So, it really has become, like, a, yeah, like, how do we help those who are in need right now? No, I,
0: just, I just love the creative ways that it's happening. So, like, there's a uh, bar out in Jersey that they make their own homebrew. And their entire staff is made up of actors and dancers and singers. And so uh, people can order uh, their homebrew. They can order the beer and have it delivered to your house. And with every delivery, you get a free, like, 30-second video from one of the staff doing something. Um, So they're, like, they're singing. They're, like, dancing. You know, it's like, here's a pirouette. Thank you for buying. You know, so just, like, because those proceeds are going directly to the staff that, like, they can't work right now, you know? They're not, yeah. not making tips right now. So, like, watching just the creative ways that people are kind of coming together and, like, organizations, too. Like, um, I, I don't know if many of you follow Good Morning America, but the cast of several Disney Broadway shows got together and sang. Um, I can go the distance from Hercules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, or like the cast of Dear Evan Hansen, they got together on I think James Corden, and they sang. You know, like
2: so yeah. watching and
0: hearing. You know, just everyone collectively rallying, and just not giving in to the you know, the harder parts of this. You know, like yeah, an, and the fear. And before, yeah, you're not in very large apartments. You know, so like uh, it's, it's I get it wanting to longing to go outside, but I I love the response of people just taking the time and to
1: I figure
2: it
0: out.
1: Yeah, and I just think, like, it's so amazing because, that like, there's so much that can stop with, like, the fear of the unknown, and especially right now where it's literally, like, don't leave your house because we literally don't know, but the fact that people are still having these projects going and the arts and how do we help other people, and I just think that, like, I was talking to someone, and she was, like, the, the like, amazing, like, renaissance that's that's going to happen after this is oh, just yeah. going to be outstanding and uh, it really is true because people already are creating and thinking outside the box and are still performing and giving classes and lessons and oh, all yeah. these things so like when we're allowed to get out and be together it really is honestly amazing. new york is going to be the place cool. to be because some yeah. friend, uh, a friend of the show uh ian
0: who's been on before he was like um i can't wait for like broadway to open back up again because he's like everyone's been on vocal rest for a month you know or maybe longer yes. but he's like after everyone comes off of months of not having to do eight shows a week do you know how delicious those voices are gonna
1: be or and like and like how like the, great those dances are gonna look yeah, just to be on stage again and and the time like In a blessing, the time you have to be at home, those writers and composers, and you know, directors and choreographers, to start really thinking and making work that you know that every day would get in the way of. So I think that you have to continue to look on the bright side, and like there are things still happening. It's one of
0: those things of like I know again being a teacher and a choreographer. One I'm can't wait to start working on the projects that I started prior to this. Um, but like I've had the chance to take classes with people that I never have time or resources to um, simply because everyone is offering a free class now, you know, like, or, or even yeah. like some private, I haven't done any privates just cause like literally it's one of those things of like, I know numerous friends that are like I just this class you should take it they're gonna do it again on Wednesday or like even my friend Janelle her and I um I've talked about it on the show but he hasn't had a chance to be on the show because she herself is also very busy um she's a NYU professor and like choreographs around the city as well and we never have a chance to take class each other's class but I like she was like hey I'm teaching a class at like six o'clock do you want to take my Caribbean class and I'm like yes I do I have not taken Caribbean with you ever, you know, like we've taken class together, but never have I been able to take her class because I'm always teaching at the same time.
1: Right. And that's the thing is like, there is all this time now that you can have to do things that you wouldn't usually get to. And, um, and that brings up like such a great point. Like, you know, we talked about all of these amazing things that companies and people are doing, and especially in the dance world, like, um, all of the big studios and even some like just choreographers on their Instagrams are announcing are just are offering either these free classes or donation based or like I've taken out two Broadway dance center classes and they're, they're like single price is $12, which is, Half, I think, of what a regular class would be.
2: Definitely half.
1: And you know what? And I'm like, I don't feel bad about paying them twelve dollars because it's helping those the teachers yeah. that work there. This, and it's not even the teachers; it's the front desk staff that works there. Yeah. It's all the program, you know, the program administrators for all their different programs they have there, and all of these teachers are specifically creating choreography to be done in a small space. And it's just on Zoom and they're doing it or Instagram live and they're doing it from their house or apartment. And it's a really amazing opportunity to get to take class with someone that you usually can't because of your schedule. And also just like the amount of resources that are out there and to be able to like, we can still continue to dance during this.
0: Oh, yeah. Like it's also, I have to give a shout out to a lot of studios. Like, and I'm not talking big studios. I'm talking your small town studios, Mm -hmm.
1: like
0: where me and Danielle started yeah. I've seen a lot of families and parents pay the full month's tuition, yep. you know, let their kids take the class, dancing in the kitchen, dancing in the garage, just dancing in their bedrooms. And I, I just personally want to say a thank you because like mm-hmm. we, again, we are the community, one of the communities that are hit quite hard by this. And like, if I don't want to dwell on this too hard because I don't want to be too sad and down about it. But like, There are some theaters and there are some studios that won't survive this. Yeah. They will have to close. But, like any, again, a a $12 donation is somebody's meal for the day, you know, or if enough people do it, you know, that's a, that's a, it adds up. Or a rent payment for a studio space, you know, or a choreographer can get their weekly, you know, their weekly pay from that because you decided to pay the full month's tuition just for letting your child log on and Zoom, you know, and things like that. Right. So, like, those are the things that, those are the moments that I'm going to remember when all this is done, you know. the Agreed. The, 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 the people that, you know, like, made an effort when it was really difficult, you know, or, you know, or even myself being able to take classes with people like I never have time to go out in LA, but I've taken. That's what I've done recently is that I've taken class with a lot of dancers and choreographers out in LA because, like, I you never can have time. now <laughs> right. I and, have time And because now.
1: you can, you don't
0: have to physically because be there. LA, it's New York and LA. We're in a, a four-hour, four-hour, four or five-hour time difference. So they are middle of the day dance classes, even if they are online, which they can be prior to the coronavirus. Like that's afternoon rehearsal time or me teaching time. You know, like. So that doesn't right. work a lot of the time. So, like, it's so it's been so cool to be like, oh yeah, I can take this class, you know? It's really, so it's really become like a, a the afternoon, you know? Right.
1: It's really become a phenomenal thing to be able to like experience all these different choreographers and teachers and just take class again. Um, and I just want to piggyback. I also saw a, um, I saw a post on um, on a Facebook group that we're part of where somebody had said like, I went ahead, same thing. I went ahead and I paid for the full semester for my my daughter's dance studio somewhere I don't even know where she said because um because that's my daughter's second home like she goes there to dance and when this is all over because it will end she needs her dance studio to go back to so they were like you know they're like if we can afford to pay it we're gonna pay it and I I agree I agree with that and I think like we need to continue to think about the future because, like, this will end. It's not going to go on forever. Um, and like, we, have, what is, we as a people survive we have survived
0: first. We've artists have survived worst. And so, yeah, like, I, yeah, I, I'm definitely for that. Anytime I see it, you know, I'm just I'm excited to see it. Or you know, the amount of artists are being like, "Ooh, can't wait for you know this to pick back up when things are done." Mm-hmm. You know, like I, it's
1: very it's going to be great. I agree. Um, And I just think that, like, Instagram's a great resource right now because Instagram Live for teaching classes. If you're not sure someone's doing an online class, just Google it. A lot of the, like, bigger studios and choreographers, like, on their websites or their Instagrams, like, they'll say it. They'll say how to access it. And it's just a really amazing time. Like, you can still be dancing during all of this. And also, yeah, like, I've seen so many – smaller hometown studios that are doing zoom classes and shout out to them because um the kids the kids love it and need it too and um we're just all trying to like we're all trying to do what we can
0: now i do we've mentioned very much about dancing and i want to also mention this because i know that i had a lot of uh my mother was sick prior to the start of the quarantine she's doing quite fine now she's everything as well but like she was someone that had that could not stay home because she had to go back and work to the hospital mm-hmm. essentially um it's okay if you're also that person that's like during this time you're not up for dancing
2: you're not yeah. up, you know
0: it it's i'm of the mindset do what you need to do to take care of yourself Mm-hmm. and if you're one of those people like you need to dance like i had a couple days where i was like i need to sleep and not function and then that lasted honestly for about a week and then i was like woo i need to dance and luckily yeah. like to cut on instagram you know or zoom and just have a plethora of options was so nice for me you know but also if you're that artist it's like i just kind of need to hunker down and get through this that's also okay like you know we we Absolutely. on the show have talked about self care Mm-hmm. and sometimes that's not taking an online dance class you know it's okay if you take once a week or one and you're like this is the same. you know there are many mm-hmm. options and facets to this that I think can definitely be rewarding so don't don't feel bad if you're like I you know I can't afford to pay my students studio tuition this month you know absolutely or I can't you know I I don't want to wake up and take a dance class or you know my sister took four dance classes and I took none today you know or this week it's okay with the variations in
2: between of it, you know, do what is needed yeah. for you for
1: sure. I think like, yeah, that's the biggest thing is like, just make sure you're yeah, taking care of yourself. Nobody is judging you if you do or don't take class or any other creative or non-creative outlet. And if, um, if someone is, then like just ignore them because yeah. this is something that nobody's ever experienced. And everyone, something I've said a lot lately to people is this is something no one's ever been through Everyone at any time in their life is entitled to their own feelings and how they feel is valid all the time, especially during this pandemic. How you feel, no matter your situation, no matter if you're in a house that's 6,000 square feet and you have a pool and you live by a beach or you're in a tiny little one bedroom studio apartment that's a walk up or you have your job and and there's no problem or you don't have your job and you're not sure what's going to happen everyone's situation is different and everyone's entitled to to their feelings and it's all valid so i think like at the end of the day kindness is what we need Mm
0: -hmm. so that kind of brings us to our tip of the week and for us is honestly take care of yourselves stay inside if you have to you know It's okay to exercise if you need to, but, like, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones. It's really kind of just my tip of the week altogether.
1: I agree. I think um, there are some amazing platforms out there to continue with dance work, theater, vocals, even things like meditation and self-care, which are amazing opportunities. But at the end of the day, you need to do what's best for you, so please focus on that. Um, And then we also want to say, like, we're, you know – we wanted to have this episode to kind of talk about how we feel, what's been happening yeah. and moving forward. We're going to get back in a groove of having some episodes and hopefully bring you guys some like fun stuff to talk about and bring us. Oh, absolutely! We're also going
2: to do a few dance movie reviews since we have the time. Yes, so yeah. We're definitely going to get in. Fun.
1: Like, so we're going to do some episodes
2: to lift your spirits.
1: Yes. We're going to do some fun stuff. So join us in all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. well that's it for us the curtain has closed on this episode but we hope that you will join us next week
1: and every week after that
0: episodes come out every
1: thursday you can find us on your favorite podcast app don't forget to like comment and subscribe we are point pyt on all social media platforms
0: i'm your co-host tony williams ii
1: and i'm your co-hosting out plans love
0: see you next week on point your toes the adventures of an nyc dance Teacher.